Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today we are going to go beyond the playtest and talk about the new Yonex Extended E-Zone. So the 98 plus and the 100 plus. And with me today is Chris, Mark Boone, and Troy. Welcome, you guys. Thanks for joining. Great to be here with you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Now, I know extended rackets kind of get everyone a little excited. And then even coming out of this quarantine, we've all been extra excited to play tennis and hit with these rackets. So I'm going to go over the specs real quick for the 98 plus and the 100 plus, And then we're just going to dive into the play test and answer some questions from the Talk Tennis message board. But we'll start with the 98 plus. It is a half inch longer. It comes in strong at 11.4 ounces. The balance is five points head light, swing weight of 334, stiffness of 64, and a 16 by 19 string pattern. So fairly straightforward. And then that 100 extended is a half inch longer, 11.1 ounces strong, 335 swing weight, three points head light, 70 RA, so a bit stiff, but we'll talk about this. I certainly didn't notice any arm pain or anything. And then a 16 by 19 string pattern. What was the swing weight on that 100 again? 335. So actually, that's showing one point higher than the 98. Maybe we could even just start there. How did you guys feel playing with them side by side? It was like when I first hit them, because Yonix were um, kind enough to send us some blacked out versions of the rackets. And so we were able to hit them quite a bit before all the courts got closed um, and we were sheltering at home. And so when I very first started hitting the rackets, I really gravitated towards the 100 just clicked with it very quickly. And then towards the end of testing, you know, or later on, I guess, as we kept hitting them, that I started to come around more into the 98. And so going between the two was pretty seamless for me. There was the swing weights are close. Um, the, so that, you know, the, I don't find one easier necessarily to maneuver than the other. I thought they were both came around nicely. Um, and it just came down to more of like feel and response, uh, flight angle of the ball. And at first I started to really enjoy the 100 because you get, massive spin nice loopy shots out of it big serves and then later on i started to enjoy a bit more touch field precision of the 98 because you still get a ton of pace and spin out of that one too so yeah that was kind of my takeaways i basically felt like if you can play with one or liked one you're probably going to be able to play well with the other and like it as well i agree uh, the 70 ra never bothered me at all i think those main strings help keep it pretty arm friendly overall um, I like Chris, I, I found easy success with the 100 right off the bat. And then as I started playing more, I kind of enjoyed the extra little moment. The ball would sit on the string bed, uh, sink into that 98, a little more touch feel oriented. And I began to lean to the other side, um, with the 98 as well. I know Chris, you played with this racket a while ago, Troy, you're hanging on to that one and the V core 98 plus. So, uh, if, you know, if it's worked so well for you guys, I figured I better try it out and it has worked wonderfully. Troy, how'd it go for you? Uh, comparing the 98 to the 100 mm -hmm. in this new, new yeah. life. Um, I didn't hit with the 100 as much, but um, I did notice kind of like what Chris was saying when I first hit with it, like it's uh, it's ease of use, like uh, easy, uh, very easy depth. It's got like a ton of ton of free power, I guess you could say. But um, yeah, a little a little lively and maybe just not quite as much uh, feel and response as I've 
gotten used to using the previous version of the the Ezo 98 plus so i definitely gravitated right away towards the 90 the 98 version um just because it was it seems like a pretty pretty smooth pretty easy transition from the stick i've been using um but uh hitting the 100 it is pretty fun to play with like uh just get blocking the ball back deep using that that plow through and just easy depth it's like it's a really fun racket to just kind of stand on the baseline and like redirect someone else's pace. It's, it's, it's the 100 is really fun to play with, but the 98 definitely is more my cup of tea. I just yeah. really enjoy hearing somebody talk about high level of plow through in an 11.1 ounce racket. So that, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Yeah. It kind of remind me of like the, the racket Booney used to play with the Serena Williams uh, autograph, not, not a super high static weight, but just mm -hmm. a ton of, ton of plow through. I mean, that I think is one of the advantages is you can have your cake and eat it. You get that lightweight racket. And it comes with a bit more heft on the swing. You know, you get the highest swing weight numbers. Michelle, I know you were enjoying the 100 um, at least a few weeks ago. How are you still <laughs> in love with that one? What do you think about the two? Yeah, I think when I started hitting these rackets, it was I hadn't been playing a lot of tennis. So I was still kind of working my way up into the heavier rackets again. So the 100 and my game was gelling right off the bat. Uh, since I've started to settle into that 98 plus a little bit better, um, I actually really didn't know the specs until just a few minutes ago. I hadn't actually looked, to be honest, because I kind of enjoy hitting without knowing. And I find the 98 to be a little more demanding, even though that swing weight number is right there. It's the same. But that 100 has so much easy power. It's really fun to hit with. But at times I can get a little too excited and over hit with that one. So that's why I'm kind of leaning towards the 98 now. But as Troy was mentioning, it's just like they're fun rackets to play with. I love the feel on contact. As Booney mentioned, that string bed, the ball just sinks in. Yeah, and I think with 100, I mean, it is a fairly firm racket. Mm -hmm. uh, but being a longer racket, I think it breathes a little better. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it flexes um, tip to handle better than you would expect a, a racket with a 70 RA. And I think just because of the added length, it allows it to do that. And so I thought it played really forgiving and it's a racket i would probably string up i could get away with stringing the 98 a little lower and the 100 i'd probably maybe go with a deader string or, or slightly a couple of pounds higher in tension yeah i know we've been testing both of them with um hyper g and playing around with the tensions a little bit i was in control of picking the tension so i got to <laughs> put it a little bit higher but i think we've experimented a bit with the string setups on them yeah we hit them with uh yonex polytor strike as well um i like that string in there I thought it complemented the rackets uh, just as well. And then Hypergy as well. You know, we, we test a lot of rackets with that string because we it's a string we know and we all enjoy hitting. So, yeah, definitely I think a co-poly brings out the, the spin capability, helps rein in some of the power that's inherent with those longer rackets and makes them super fun, crank a serve or a big return and then just look to unload on the next ground stroke. That's the kind of tennis I enjoy playing with those rackets. Now, there's been a lot of questions asking us to compare these models to previous versions. And I know even with this update to the E-Zone at the beginning of the year, the standard length rackets, we've gotten a lot of questions on how they compare to the DR versions. Do you guys want to chime in on that? I can add something in there. Uh, the black prototype that, uh, Chris, you were talking about that was sent to us. 
I immediately, I liked that racket a whole lot. So I went and sifted through demos of the pre, uh, previous E-Zone 98 Plus for a demo example that basically had the same spec. Uh, I did locate that and I, I definitely you know, liked that spec a lot. I was thinking maybe there's some magic juice in there somewhere and that was it. Um, but it's the combination of those specs, the way they set the racket up where I kind of feel like I can have my cake and eat it too. Like Chris said, I'm going to get the benefit of the leverage without having to heave around all that extra mass. I think for me, there's a big difference between these last two extended length rackets compared to the DR. The DR was a really flexy, smooth playing racket. These ones definitely uh, a little crisper, faster response, a bit more free power, I would say. Yeah, I agreed. I remember, was there a DR98 extended, the 310? Yeah. Yeah. I was using that as my record of choice a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Chris had it. And uh, I think Andy used it for like a week. <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris and Andy switched to it at one point. It was too big of a racket for Andy. Maybe the same way. It was outside his wheelhouse. Troy, this one's for you. In terms of spin power and swing weight, how would you compare this to the V Core 98 Plus? And this person's already hit with the E Zone 2020 98. But and he's assuming that the feel is very similar to that. So how does the feel of the 98 plus this current one compare to the current EZO 98 that launched at the beginning of the year? And then how would you compare it to the VCore 98 plus? Yeah, so the this plus version feel wise is pretty much spot on with the standard length. You're just getting like that extra turbo boost, so to speak, if you had it in a car. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it takes it's. A similar analogy. I mean, it's going to take a little more skill and maybe a little more strength to to keep that that car in focus and keep it on, keep it on a straight line. But once you do, you get like more knockout punch power. So that's basically kind of how I see the difference between the extended and the standard length of the 2020. Uh, feel wise, they're both very very similar. Kind of that uh, firmer, crisper feel, but still have a really good dampening feel to them, a dampening quality kind of like the dr that's where that dampen feel kind of comes in even though it is a little stiffer um but if we're comparing the the current this e-zone plus versus the v-core 98 plus i would say the one thing with the v-core 98 plus is I, it's easier spin um and it's just kind of looking at the uh the string spacing the e-zones have uh four loops in the throat or eight eight holes in the throat so it's got a tighter um spacing between the main strings whereas that v-core has has three loops in the throat or six holes, you get a, I get an easier lift launch angle and easier top spin from the V core. I definitely think the V cores are better for spin. Um, as far as power goes, I'd say they're pretty close, maybe a little more f free power feel from this, this E zone plus. Um, and then uh, feel wise, I'd probably give the slight edge and comfort to the E zone um, a little more feedback from the V core. Um, but the one thing I would say that it does stick out with the with the E zone is I get a little more stable feel on contact. That's one thing with the V core plus. Um, it starts to feel a little unstable off center, and I feel like the E zone. Uh, I don't get any twisting or any like bad off center contact. Cool. Yeah, there were a lot of questions to compare this model to other extended length rackets and other versions of these rackets. It gets a little confusing with the E-Zone and the V-Core and the DR and the yeah. SV. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was one of my favorite extended rackets that um, Yonix, it's been about, what, three or four years now since that red and black SV-98 Plus was on the market. Yeah. And that one was probably the stiffest out of the bunch. That, that to me was probably the closest to like a pure drive Rotic Plus or 
pure drive tour plus but the thing that was cool about it it was that 1620 pattern was really tight yeah compared to these ones even more tighter than the e-zones and whatnot so that was that was a pretty new unique racket almost gave me that like extended pure drive feel with a dense pattern that was pretty cool yeah and that one was like you mentioned stiffer and it felt stiffer i would say yeah. even with the 70 ra on these rackets they don't feel that stiff at least in my opinion yeah and the 98's down at a 64 so that's you know i anything below 65 i'm i would consider a fairly flexible yeah comfortable racket yeah nice Someone was asking if it will be available in Europe for whatever reason, and maybe Chris, you can speak to this. It will not be available in Europe. Are extended rackets not as popular in Europe? Correct. Um, well, there's definitely a following for them here. Um, and that even here, I don't think they're widely distributed. Um, and then in Europe, that you know, you're going to get pure drive pluses and mm -hmm. uh, pure arrow pluses and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's a US. Only, I think we were the only market to, you know, request it and show a desire to, to have it. And so, um, yeah, if you're in Europe, unfortunately, it will not be available at, at Tennis Warehouse Europe. And then someone else was asking if any pros are using extended Yonex rackets. We know there are pros on tour that use extended rackets. Is anyone using extended Yonex that we know of? Think of extended Yonex. I'm just thinking Schwartzman, Query, Songa. Uh, I understand most of those guys, Ferrer was using an extended length frame, uh, Marion Bartoli, there's some other Soderling, I think, but as far as the Yonex frame, I can't think of anybody. Not not in particular. I mean, if you go back to the days of like Nalbandian, he used an extended Yonex. Uh, I think did Monica Sellis, uh, I believe she maybe used an extended Yonex at one point in her career. But currently on tour, uh, not that I know of endorsing uh, the plus racket, even though like when I'm seeing like Stevie Johnson out on the practice courts, he switched over to the E-Zone this year coming from V-Core rackets. And it, it kind of looks like, you know, he may have a little extra length there on his handle, but don't know for sure if he's endorsing a plus or not. Nice. Okay, I wanted to break down the play test a little bit. So we're just going to go through our categories like we do in our written, our full written review. And you guys, maybe if you have a couple comments on either racket or both rackets or comparing the rackets. So we'll start with ground strokes, ground strokes with the 100 plus and the 98 plus. I'll just kick us off. For me, as I mentioned earlier, like just lots of power, especially with that, with that 100. And at times for me, the 98 did feel a little more sluggish. So I really needed to make sure I was getting around it. And also with the 100 plus in particular, there were times where I got slap happy, which we know that's a bad thing in my world, but it's really fun to hit that way. So really fun drilling racket, not as much as um, a competing racket for me off the ground, at least. Easy to really see, though, the ball kick up and push my opponent back. I noticed that right away. Yeah, hitting those penetrating ground strokes is fun. With the 100, you can get a lot of action on the ball. And even a ball you're hitting right down the middle is an offensive shot. You know, it's really getting up at the opponent and, you know, it's giving them something to work with to try and to get back and, and you know, and be aggressive. They have to work if they want to be aggressive off that shot. Yeah. How do you guys find it off the ground? Really enjoy the racket. It is the more explosive power, you know, 100 square inch hoop. You got a really firm RA plus that extra length. Um, it's definitely the more user friendly racket, even though with a 335 swing weight, it was pretty easy to get around through the ball. Uh, I just ended up in the end gravitating towards the slightly heavier, less user friendly 98. It, it seemed mm -hmm. to I get a better groove, um, a rhythm of my strokes where I didn't feel like I was getting as good of a rhythm uh, with the 100. Another um, thing I really liked too was uh, hitting my slice 
with those with both rackets mm -hmm. you you can do it off of basically no backswing it's almost like you're volleying with the backswing and then just carve through the ball and then with the contact and follow through just direct it where you want to go and there's so much power in the racket and so much leverage too when you're pulled wide you can flick the the slice nice and deep and and really get some good action on it so that was that was fun for the baseline too yeah for uh, for me the the 100 um as i kind of mentioned earlier i liked more of those compact swings or like standing right on top of the baseline and redirecting someone else's pace, kind of playing that like Agassi sort of style or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But the 98, I liked a lot more on fuller swings. So I felt like on the 98, I could really flatten the ball out and still feel confident, kind of filling the ball in the strings, getting, getting a more predictable control. Whereas with the 100, when I really started taking like a long kind of wailing swing, I didn't feel as confident anymore. I liked it more on like those, those shorter compact strokes. Troy, have you ever have you ever hit a flat ball? Every time I see a ball coming from you, it's got some kind of spin on it. Hey, it's, it's sooner or later. Sooner or later, when I step in to try to end the point, I I try to flatten it out as much as I can. You know, <laughs> I think I think my lowest RPMs are probably still at the top of Michelle's RPM, <laughs> RPM charts. But hey, you know, I know <laughs> your ball's not even round when it's rotating. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's talk about how these rackets played at net. For me, I loved the 98 plus at net. It felt really stable, big sweet spot, really forgiving. I always like to do the left hand test and that's a big test for stability for me and my left-handed volleys were on point with this racket. But the 100, which is odd, it was like within the same hitting sessions, I did struggle with maneuverability. To the point where it could have been my opponent was hitting really great shots, but it was more I was getting stuck and felt almost handcuffed and not sure which way to go. And for me, that translated into a bit of a maneuverability issue. So I did lean towards the 98 plus at net for sure. There's a yeah, big difference. I think the most noticeable difference for me was the response at net. The 100 feels, and we love to use this term, point and shoot. Mm -hmm. um, and the ball just got in and out of the string bed really quickly. And all you had to do was line up the strings where you wanted the ball to go and it would zip right off there. The 98, I felt like I could feel the ball sitting on the strings a bit longer and gave me a little bit more touch and feel. I felt like I could, you know, cup under the ball, add some slice easier with it. Uh, so with the, with the 100, I was just looking to, hit nice crisp clean volleys and then with the 98 i was mixing in some some junk on there too <laughs> and then one thing i liked with both rackets was the fact they are light rackets so they feel light in the hand when you're not taking a big swing and um and yet you've got the highest swing weight and so they're also pretty stable mm -hmm. so and there's a fast heavy incoming you know shot they held up nicely in that regard so yeah i enjoyed them both at net a lot great serve and volley rackets we'll get to serves in a minute but they're <laughs> fun to come into the net with for sure with, with either one of those rackets, uh, I didn't have a maneuverability issue at all. I definitely preferred the 98. It just gives me a little bit more time to make a mistake and maybe correct it because the ball's sitting on the string bed a little longer, where like Chris and Troy mentioned, it's in out. So as soon as that ball's landing on the 100 string bed, even if it's a lower uh, tension, there seems to be less dwell time on there. So I, I did prefer the 98 over the 100, but anything, you know, uh, that's an extended reach, uh, it's going to give me a, a better time at net. I'm volley is probably one of my favorite places to sit. And if you give me an extra half inch of length, uh, it, it's going to benefit me. Yeah. I, uh, for volleys when coming to net, I preferred the 98. Um, I just felt like I got a little more response and feel. Um, I don't think either of them are like amazing touch and feel rackets. I think like the V core pro 97, is something that is more kind of my wheelhouse for the net, you know, really giving me that that nice, really soft touch and feel. 
but overall I preferred the 98 just because I got a little more uh, precision feel. The 100, uh, like Chris was saying, very uh, predictable point and shoot. You just It really is just like a very solid, stable wall. You just got to get the racket out in front and you get easy depth. So I could see it being a great racket for that, for that doubles player that's just up at the net and really wants to just kind of get the ball back deep, doesn't want to do a whole lot of you know crazy things with the volley, just be really consistent. Um, but one thing I did notice, the maneuverability factor, like Michelle talked about, uh, when I'm using the extended length rackets, uh, oftentimes when I come to net or I'm playing doubles and I'm up at the net, I kind of do the the Marty Fish or the, the Rafa Nadal kind of choke up on the grip. So I kind of play with it, you know, a little higher up on the handle just to kind of get my, my timing down, my touch and feel down. And then when I start to get more comfortable, I'll, I'll go back down towards the bottom. But oftentimes with the extended link brackets, I tend to choke up at net. Yeah, that's a good call because you don't realize how just a half inch can really make that much of a difference at the net and your reaction time. So good call on that. Now let's chat about some serves. I have been working on my serve coming out of this quarantine and I'm really trying to change it up a little bit. So I'm trying to get more power without putting more pressure on my shoulder. And I'm really trying to snap on top of the ball. And these extended rackets really worked well for that. And for me, I always gravitate towards a stiffer racket when I'm looking to hit a bigger, faster, more powerful first serve. So that 100 was really fun to serve with. The 98 was great as well, but I just found I could hit bigger, faster, more damaging serves with the 100 plus. So I like that one. Spin was fine. No problem getting the ball slicing or kicking up off the court. So no, no complaints for me in this area. Booney, Troy, you want to go ahead? Uh, serve on that racket, uh, I would definitely say the easier one for me was the 100, but in an overall sense, the 98 complemented my game. Um, that firm beam, the 100 square inch hoop, definitely uh, made it easier for me to get you know a decent velocity in my serve, which I'm not known for. So both of those rackets helped out. It was just probably a little easier uh, to serve with pace with the 100. Booty, you are getting some MPHs on those serves. I've I've been on the other end of it lately. <laughs> and work on it as well. And uh, it's frustrating because every once in a while, I just feel like my serve deserts me. And I have been working on it. <laughs> it. It came back today during the review, but it did leave for a moment. Troy? The, the 100, just a ton of easy, uh, raw power. I think if I was going to go out and try to hit you know, try to break a record for my fastest serve, which is not, not all that fast, but um, I would, I would use the 100 because I feel like I could just kind of maybe top out my, my biggest serve with that one a little bit more. But overall um, I've always used a 95 to a 98 head size. And I think the combination of precision and power with the 98 is just better for my game. You know, like I said, I'm not going for huge numbers on my serve. So I think when I can hit my top speed and get it in the corner of the box, like on a kick serve or a flat serve down the tee, uh, the 98 was just the, the better one for me. Yeah, I enjoyed seven with them. As I mentioned in the volley comment, I was had a lot of fun seven volleying with both rackets. Um, you know, when I was looking to hit my 85 mile an hour bomb, the, uh, <laughs> the 100 um, got me there with a little less effort, but I thought, Spin was awesome from both. They're both really forgiving rackets. They're light rackets. They're not going to tax the shoulder in a long match. You can, you know, get through a long service game without feeling tired with either one just because there's so much inherent power that you, you don't really have to work for it. So even if you're not looking to, you know, set a land speed record, you can go out and serve with good pace and spin and save your energy for, you know, for the 
80 shot rally you can have with a Mark Boone. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, damn it. <laughs> I was I have PTSD from that, <laughs> that point last week. I think there was two of them. Oh 30, my goodness. <laughs> oh yes good call um returns what do you guys have on the return with extended left brackets sometimes you know that is a a point where i'm like okay how is this going to be on the return because you are limited for time you have to react quickly Mm -hmm. but with these rackets they're light rackets you know they came around just fine Uh, i was able to step in take the ball early just use a really nice compact backswing use the power of the racket with well, the 100 you can redirect pace with it really well as troy mentioned you know you can do the whole agassi thing on the ground strokes you can do it on the return too just step in take it early and just redirect that pace you just have to point the racket where you want the, the ball to go and it's going to zip right out there and then with the 98 again I, you know i felt like i could get a bit more touch and feel in my returns and just place the ball and guide the ball um but there's still enough power there to you know to to get it away with good pace too so Easy rack is to return with me. I didn't have any maneuverability issues. Um, I was able to chop balls off the body, off the forehand with a bit of slice or the backhand with a bit of slice, no problem. So, uh, yeah, I didn't have any issues getting out of the way of the racket, which I sometimes feel with the longer length racket. Nice. Yeah, I like the uh, the easy depth I can get with the extended length rackets on my return, especially the two-handed backhand return. I think, you know, two-handed backhand in general and on that side for my return. Uh, sometimes with certain rackets, you know, more control-oriented rackets, I feel like I'm a little limited on, you know, certain shots I can hit with it. But with the extended racket, I feel like I can really lean on it, get the leverage, and I don't have to do a whole lot to keep the ball deep and keep myself out of trouble on that side for the return. And then anytime a, a ball sitting on the forehand side with enough time for me to let, let it rip, I feel like the 100, uh, great, but the 98, even better, just because I can swing as hard as I really want and I'm not worried about it flying on me. But the 100 is really nice because that big sweet spot, uh, taking it early if you just keep that compact swing uh it feels really good on the return especially that doubles return where you just really like step in and just block it back so they're really fun records to return with and i think they they really help the backhand side for me return uh especially on the backhand is going to look like one of chris's backhand slices and uh that's these rackets are great for it like you said you don't have to take a big long loopy swing to get something going on the return just get that racket out there uh, the 100 is definitely like a backboard. It's kind of my game style. So the return was working pretty well that way. I mean, it, it sounds like most of us are singing the praises of these rackets and there's one issue and would be maneuverability. And maybe that shows up a little more on my return than it does in other areas uh, of my game. So that that would be maybe the one drawback. Um, and I feel like I can overcome it. I just chip the ball more often or maybe uh, backswing a little earlier on the forehand to get a top spin. Um, but that would be the Achilles heel uh, for me with the racket and I can still overcome it, but it's just not my strong suit. Yeah, I'll chime in too. I actually noticed this when we were playing Dingles last week. Um, I actually was able to get a lot of angle off my backhand side and I sometimes can do that better with an extended racket because I have just that half inch extra that is already starting to get around the ball. And as long as I'm swinging fast through it, I can usually hopefully run you into the side of the court, which I think I did a couple times last week, maybe. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so I actually really was happy that I could pull that off because I can't do that as much with my RF 97, especially the higher swing weight ones. I get stuck. And um, like you guys said, I felt, I felt pretty good swinging out on the returns and especially with that 98, a little more controlled than the 100. So really could like pick your spot and start aggressive. And they're really good rackets to block big serves back with too. 
So I feel like even if someone was jamming me really hard with a big first serve, I could block a ball back and get it pretty deep and not be in a dangerous position to start the point. So that was a good thing. We sound like we are singing the praises of these rackets. That's because we are. <laughs> we, we really do like them. And I think as most of our listeners know, there aren't as many extended rackets. And there's actually been a question that I kind of wanted to run by you guys because all of us have used extended rackets at one point or another. Some of us currently have them as our racket of choice. And someone was asking about the transition from standard length to an extended length. And if you have things that you consider before making that decision, and if there's any modifications that you make, and if your technique changes and all the things. So Troy, I know your racket of choice right now is extended. Booney, you've had an extended racket before as your racket of choice and Chris as well. So maybe you guys can give us some opinions from your point of view. Booney, before we got going, we were talking about kind of the, the pros and cons of using a plus length racket. You want to talk us through that? I just drew up a quick pros and cons. Uh, you know, there's, there's so many reasons why I like these rackets. Chris has been playing with a 98 plus for a long time. You know, I'd played with the 28 Serena, Troy's onto the V-Core 98 plus. Uh, so why don't they sell more? That's always my question. You know, I know there are some pros out there that are kind of under the radar playing with them. They're just not really household names or they're just not pushing it. Uh, but overall, uh, the only thing I could say about the rackets uh, for a decrease is maneuverability. But everything else was a plus. So I had six pluses versus one minus. Um, power and leverage, comfort, access to spin. Um, my backhand slice and top spins always complemented reach on ground strokes in general. And I enjoy my serve more. So I just wonder why aren't these rackets more popular? I know Troy loves to say, just try it out. Um, I had to try it out more than once to kind of unlock its magic. It wasn't anything that, you know, was like an overnight or two day air thing landed at my door. There's my skill level with this racket. But the more I played with, it, I've heard Chris say this before, where, you know, the, by the end of the play test, he'd kind of changed his mind about the racket and I've uh, been grooving with it. So yeah, I gravitate towards these frames. Um, I don't have the kind of put away power uh, that some of you guys do. And that little extra half inch just helps out, helps keep me in the point a, a shot longer. I think as a spec to when you change length, it's a big impact because you're changing the impact location um, on the racket. And so it's different from just getting used to, I think, just a higher swing weight or getting used to a higher static weight or a firmer beam or a more flexible feel. Those are things I think you can adapt to a little quicker. And when it comes to increasing the length of a racket or decreasing it, you know, there's rackets out there that are sub 27 that people are customizing and you know, calling stubbies. And um, if you're going to hit something that's a different length, you're moving the point of contact. And so there's a, there's definitely going to be, I think, some added demo time, some added sort of just getting used to time. But it's worth it, I think, if you you know if you want to add power and spin to your game, one way to do it is to play with a longer length racket, and it definitely opens up those options for you. And it just you got to invest in the time and kind of stick with it and just get used to making contact in a slightly different location, and then uh, and then it'll start to feel natural again. Yeah. Fun fact, I didn't even know this, but I played most of my junior career with a, a full inch longer racket, and then played college with an extended racket. And didn't even know it. <laughs> I mean, I knew it, but like, not really. So it's just kind of people have always asked why I kind of gravitated towards a heavier swing weight racket now. And I kind of blame it on that. It's just what I, I was used to. So Troy, what do you love and hate about an extended racket? 
Yeah, Michelle, you were undercover uh, extended racket <laughs> user, you know? I didn't even know it. Right? Well, because Babolat used to be the Pure Drive team, and that was an extended version. The plus one, the, yeah, the, it was the one Roddick was using, and it was immensely popular. Um, it was one of the instances where the plus length racket was more popular than the standard. And it was, I think, I had, Roddick had a lot to do with that. You know, and who wouldn't want a piece of that big serve and big forehand action? Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of what Chris was saying at the very end of his uh, segment was just like, if, you know, you kind of have to just kind of push through it. I got to the point where I kind of made up in my mind that I, I wanted to use an extended length racket. I feel like uh, as all of us players, as we're getting older, we're not really getting any faster. Um, and I think court coverage was a thing. It gives me an, just an extra half inch or that that extra, you know, split second, you know, reach on a volley or something. So I think the extra length um, also for me, uh, the two areas where I feel like it makes the biggest impact are serve and my two-handed backhand uh, serve for obvious reasons, just getting that extra leverage, a little bit more clearance. It kind of really helps that flat serve. Um, and then for two-handed backhand, you know, I kind of have a, a pretty stocky build um, and I feel like two-handed backhand for me doesn't have a, a whole lot of range of motion especially when i'm squeezing down really tight and i think that just that extra length on the handle that extra half inch i just get a little more free power on the two-handed backhand it makes my two-handed backhand just feel more fluid so i kind of got that in my head that i wanted to switch uh and i just gradually started playing with extended length rackets uh the downside was in, in the when i first tried switching to an extended length is there's not a ton of options out there i wish i could almost pick through my favorite feeling racket on the market and then just extend it because there, there was only like a handful of rackets that were uh, I guess quote unquote in my wheelhouse that were extended or that I could wait up and you know dial them in or whatever and I just wasn't feeling them at first um, but the more I played with them the more I tried different extended length rackets I still hit with various extended length rackets but kind of settled on the e-zone as a nice kind of middle ground good blend of power and control um, and just kind of work my way through it and now that I'm used to the extended length, I find that when I play test standard length, it's it's not a big deal. It's not really hard for me to go from 27 and a half down to 27. But when I initially first moved over to the to the extended racket, it felt pretty foreign and kind of weird. And I remember even like you know 10 years ago or so when I first started working at TW, I hated extended length rackets. I hated how they looked. They looked you know long and off balance, and they were weird. And I was like, ah, who uses that crap? Um, <laughs> And then over the years, I just gradually, gradually uh, started fight, figuring out all those pros that were using them. Sangha, Query, Isner, you know, short guys like Schwartzman, Nisha Corey, you know, they're using them because they want the extra length. And I feel like uh, guys like Sangha and Isner and those really big guys, maybe they don't need the extra length, but they need that extra handle for their two-handed backhand because their their hands are so huge, they're going to, you know, take over the yoke of the racket. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons for extended, but that's kind of why, kind of how I got on. You kind of creep around the handle when you get up towards net and modify your grip because of the sweet spot dif difference, or is it a maneuverability thing? Like uh, for me, for me, just kind of getting warmed up, or if I, you know, I feel like I'm having an off day or whatnot, I just kind of like use the the ch choke up or go closer, a little higher up on the handle just for maneuverability purposes, and I feel a little more connected when I'm at the net. Whereas if I'm at the baseline or on serve, I want to maximize the length of the 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 racket so maybe I'll, I'll hold it at the bottom or even hold off the very end and make it even longer feeling so i kind of customize it depending on where i'm at on the court the long body chain rackets and and some of the uh advertisements with him holding that racket he was kind of choked up on it you can see the butt cack hanging out uh, below the pinky so i know he was probably modifying it doing the same thing yeah yeah i think he liked the extra length on his serve and then on the groundies and stuff he would just 
come up the handle a little bit to uh, get it to feel more natural again. <laughs> do the kind of the shovel, the shovel grip that like Ferrer would do on his backhand. He'd 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 almost have like an inch or two gap between his two hands on the two-handed backhand. He'd be shoveling it. But I, I you know, I heard he used like a twenty-eight-inch racket when he was on tour. So that would be a whole nother podcast. The debate on the best two-handed backhand grip. Oh shoot! Oh. <laughs> We'll save that one for another time. I'll, I'll be off of that one. <laughs> I'll exclude myself from that one. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, you brought something up that I wanted to hint on or get into a little bit. Uh, there aren't too many extended rackets on the market, and you were saying you wish you could pick ones that with feel that you like and extend. I wanted you guys to run through maybe your top three extended racket choices. If you could pick a top three, I know there's some different options out there. There's one in particular that I'm thinking that does have a different feel than some of these stiffer, more powerful rackets. So even if you are looking for something a little more control oriented, I think there might be something out there for you. So who wants to start? And these are these are rackets that are on the market or ones that we could create? Because I, I know one of Chris's dream rackets and it's a, it's a Babylon. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, first let's go on the market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Ezone 98 Plus current version and and then with this new one coming out, it's it's pretty nice. So, you know, either of those two great rackets. Uh, the one Michelle was talking about that kind of has a different feel, and I actually play with it quite a bit as well, is the Dunlop, the CX200 Plus. Mm-hmm. That's a really nice racket because it's got that a little bit thinner beam, a little bit more feel. That one's kind of more like a Pro Staff 97 from Wilson or a, like a Yonex V-Core Pro 97 with the extended length. So really like that one. And then from there, just kind of a, the guilty pleasure racket's probably the, the 2019 uh, Pure Arrow Plus. That one's just a boomstick and like a, a boomstick or, or a Mark Boomstick, you know, just it, it's because I see you play with it a lot, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a fun the one. Boomstick. It's, it's probably, uh, yeah, yeah, wherever you want to go with that. But uh, the, it's probably the most maneuverable of all the, the plus rackets that I've hit recently. I think it's got a sub 330 swing weight and for, for its weight and everything, the pure arrow. I think it's around a 327. So it's a really fast extended length racket. Super fun. I think a lot of people could use it. I know Michelle, your mom, uses the <laughs> yeah. PRL Plus from time to time. Yeah. So yeah, it's a pretty pretty user-friendly racket for that. That one suits a variety of players. That Yeah, that was a funny side story. I am helping my mom demo rackets right now, and she uses an extended Babolat most of the time. And we had a Bryant Brothers set up on our wall and I thought it was just a normal one, and I gave it to her, and I was like, "Huh, you're swinging that a little slow." But turns out it had like a 340 something swing weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going with the Pure Drive, I'll say the Rotic Plus. I know it's not available anymore. It morphed into the Tour Plus. Um, I like that racket a lot. It's weighing somewhere around 11.6 with an extended length and a decent, you know, a substantial swing weight. That racket was pretty maneuverable considering the numbers on paper. It looks like it's going to swing a little heavier. Um, obviously, Pure Arrow Plus. I like the CX200 Tour Plus extended version, uh, V-Core 98 Plus. There's just not too many that I don't like. Obviously, I played for a while, uh, and I still enjoy playing with the SW28, the Blade 104. Um, the only one that I really don't gravitate towards uh, would be the new V7 Blade 104, and I think I just like the 1819 pattern, a little tighter pattern, 
less uh, explosivity um, with that one compared to the 1619. But most of the extended length frames we have, I really like. Um, I remember there was a 6195X that was out of my wheelhouse, and it was like a pure controller, pure storm tour plus. Those were a yeah. little little heavy and long for for what was uh, workable in my game. But o- overall, what we have in the system now, uh, I really enjoy playing with. You know, for a racket that offers a ton of power, and um, this guy's name has been mentioned already, um, I really, really like the Isner racket, the Beast long body. Yeah. That one's got monster plow through. If you really want to light up <laughs> your opponent <laughs> with, with a racket, that's the one to do it with. Big serves, big ground strokes with that one. It does have, a, a you know, some beef to it. So I think that's one of the harder ones to get used to just because you've got to get used to a lot of racket coming through the ball. Um, and then for me, uh, I've always been a big fan of the Pure Drive Plus 2. Really like that response to that racket. Again, just because it's super easy to hit the big serves, the big forehands, it's got that kind of bailout power. So if you're scrambling, you can you can do a lot with the ball when you don't have a lot of time or you know a lot of strength behind the ball too. So always been a fan of that one. And then as Troy had mentioned, if there was a, <laughs> a dream racket, it would probably be a strike. Up your strike uh, with a plus length too. Yeah, I just think that would be a, yeah. a, a sweet, sweet racket because you got a little bit more precision there, but still to get that little bit extra on the ball would be a fun one to hit. Yeah. Um, big fan of the Dunlop too, like you guys have talked about. That's got a, a really nice controlled feel to it. So if you, yeah, if you want to focus on feel and control and just increase with a bit more heft and a bit more power, that, that's a great way to go. Yeah. How about you, Michelle? Well, if we're talking dream rackets, I've said this before, I'm waiting for Roger to switch to an extended racket. <laughs> an RF97 extended, that would be awesome. Or <laughs> or a Pure Drive Tour Plus with an 1820. Listen up, Babylon. <laughs> um, but yeah. Dang, taking it to the string pattern too, huh? We need some control. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would put this new E-Zone 98 Plus and then top three as well as I really do like that Dunlop CX 200 Plus. Also, it does have a little bit more feel, a little more control. And then Pure Drive Tour Plus is always fun. And the old uh, extended Babolat rackets are still some of my favorite extended rackets. And there's always one or two in my tennis bag. So yeah. In way, as uh, Troy said, he didn't really like a lot of extended rackets when he first started working here. Um, you know, I'd played with some old Kinesel Tom's machines and older rackets. I never liked them. I never could get anything out of them. And now that I've been playing with these, I'm going back to those old Kinesels and whatnot, and they're a blast to play with. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah, like back some of those older extended rackets, like you were saying, the Pure Storm Tour Plus and the 6-1 Plus. It was like, you know, now you're like, damn, I wish those rackets were still around. You know, they still had them. We could still use them. Um, and then just kind of, sorry, uh, picking up off of the of the dream racket, I mean, I, I was a V Core Pro ninety seven three thirty user forever, and then switched over to a D or not a DR, but an E Zone ninety eight plus. I wish Yonex and I know that you know probably trying to limit SKUs and they can't extend every racket, but if there was a, a V Core Pro ninety seven three ten extended or something like that, I, I would probably make that racket work for my game and kind of doctor it up. I think that would be a pretty sweet racket, but. Only in our dreams. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll figure out how to make these rackets just for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys feel like there's a stigma around extended rackets? Do people think that it's cheating or lazy or anything? I'll try and change that term to mystique. Okay. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I, I believe there is somewhat of a stigma uh, attached to them. Like, oh, yeah, you're getting cheap help. Well, yeah, I want cheap help. I'm getting older. I'm going to concede. <laughs> 
Uh, we all know who it is. One of the reps here told me one time a few years ago, you, you know, Mark, you can't live the 12 ounce dream forever. And uh, I'm, you know, trying to lean towards the heaviest racket I can effectively swing. And that's not over 12 ounces typically. So that extended length really helps me out. So if I'm cheating, then yep. <laughs> I think if anything, you know, people may have tried one and it didn't feel natural. And so they put it down and moved away. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's like, like I said earlier, it's one of those things where the contact points moved, it's going to feel foreign at first. And it's something you got to kind of stick with and, and give it a good go. And then only then do you find out if it's if it's right for you or not. Yeah, I think it's a lack of knowledge. Um, and maybe some of them just kind of look at the, the extent like, oh, that's weird. Kind of like I had when I first came in, came into working here. But um, also, too, the people maybe don't have enough time to test out the extended leg racket and really get used to it, like Chris was saying. But, you know, I think there's plenty of advantages. And, you know, for maybe Mark saying there's a stigma towards them, you know, oh, you need an extra length help. Well, I could name quite a few pro tour players that could kick everybody's butt on the court any given day. And they use an extended length racket with with no shame. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, maybe this podcast will encourage people to add an extended length racket to their next demo list. It could be a really fun and positive experience and something you might realize that you want to play with moving forward. So something to transition to, you could always try the natural for that double handed racket. If you want to know what a transition <laughs> period is like, then you could switch to that racket. Uh, comparatively, these extended length rackets are much easier to switch to. I thought you were going to say the Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> if we can leave you guys with one thing, try it out. Throw an extended racket on your next demo order. If you have any questions, feel free to let us know. Our playtest reviews should be up by the time you're listening to this, hopefully. And let us know if you have any other specific products you want us to talk about or any questions, feel free to email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. Thanks for joining. Happy hitting. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time, happy hitting.